Welcome back to For the Love of Beer podcast. We are back with our second series. I'm Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend Mark Hardy Johnson. Good evening, or should I say Camusta? Camusta? Camusta. Oh, we'll get to that later, I'm we sure. Will, yes. So, uh, yes, we're back. Um, for you, I don't know what time this will be. For us, it's probably a little earlier than we imagined because we've been called into action um, not too much longer after we finished series one because we realised we had a short date on a beer. So we've kind of, we've kind of um, had to go in half cocked um, and and slap together this episode. Um, so God knows where we'll be by the time it comes out. We could all be dead from coronavirus for all we know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, what are we now? Start of March, aren't we? Second of March. It's the second of March. God knows when it'll come out. Yeah, we're looking at Easter sort of time, aren't Maybe we? Maybe beyond. So could so be we, May. We've got a few weeks, several weeks ahead yet. Do you reckon? Right. Okay. We might not even be here by the time it's. Yeah. Do you reckon we'll still be alive by then? Um, it's not looking good, is it? To be quite honest with it's you, it's not deadly it, though, is it? Well, it is. But I mean, it's not. It's not deadly to the common man, slash woman, slash. Well, yeah, yeah, we're, we're inclusive on this program. It's, um, a, it's an. It's a. It's basically flu, isn't it? It's a different it type is. of flu yeah. that they don't know how to vaccinate or control it, other than normal sort of hygiene type stuff. It can't really be contained or controlled. It's just. It's now just going to do whatever it's going to do, and it all just depends on whether it goes away or whether it's something we just have to live around or, or what, or whether everything just society just shuts down until it blows over. But I don't really get, you know, the big sort of furor over it. Is it there's a lot more people dying from just normal seasonal, what we'd have seasonal flu. Yes, but it's, it's, more the, it's more the element of it's something that is new that could mutate and also they, they don't really have an effective way of treating it or vaccinating seemingly it. uncontrollable isn't it at the yeah. moment it's the problem so even though like me or you could have it and well, we could be sat here right now and we could have it yeah, we, we don't might, know might be giving it to each other yeah and it's very sort of benign yeah but in six months time if this thing's still around it might not be quite as simple as that you just so don't know get worse over here they I, seem to be well, controlling yeah, the like the people that are coming back seem to be being controlled fairly well. However, I've got friends at the moment in northern Italy. Um, some that have just come back, actually, and some that have just gone out there. Um, and the ones that have come back didn't get quarantined or anything. They were yeah. just, just come back. But then the school around the corner from me, um, they've just come back from a skiing trip in northern Italy, and they've self-quarantined all their kids. They made the news for that. They did, didn't they? National news. They made national news. Brian Lee's sixth form. Yeah. In Nantwich. Oh yeah. I mean, all this stuff. I mean, this everything we could be discussing could be irrelevant by the time yeah. it comes out. So anyway, for those of you who are new to the podcast, hello and where were you for series one? Um, the gist of it is, uh, myself and Mark were given these beard bucket list scratch maps as gifts. We just decided, for shits and giggles, let's work our way through the list. One thing led to another. We were on a night out in Manchester. We met a Nigerian 
Uber driver called Uomo, who said you guys should should do something and document it. So we came up with the idea of a podcast. We then later that night met, met a fella named Jim. Um, on the way back. On the way back. Yeah. Um, who gave us the name? For another Uber beer. Driver, sorry. Yeah. No, he wasn't an Uber driver. He was just the fellow on the train that ended up. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That we'll, guy. We can't sorry, go into that. Yes. But anyway, he gave us the name for the pod, <laughs> and here we are now, um, however many months later, on our second series, um, still plugging away at these beers on our on our quest to get 100 different beers from 100 different countries. We've got two beers to do tonight, two that we've drank before, um, but not for a while. So I think these were right at the beginning of the quest. Yeah, be relatively fresh. Fact, Red Horse was on the night that we met Uomo. And it was yes, on the train on the way there, if I was. remember correctly. Uh, which is our first beer of the night. It's Red Horse Actually, Beer. Yeah, sorry, I'll let that one out there. Uh, that's fine. Red Horse Beer from the Philippines. Yes. Which um, has the distinction of not not necessarily being the strongest percentage beer that we've drank on the pod, because we did that in the end of Series 1. Mm. But it is our strongest beer on the uh, on the bucket list. It is, yeah. Um, and I mean, for... Strong beers off the bucket list that we've now done. This now takes over us. I don't think there's another one, even one ones further ahead to do. I don't think my research strong. No. Nothing's going to be as strong as this. I hope not, because this is seven percent volume. Yes, um, Red Horse beer, extra strong on the label. Um, and, and from what I can remember, it was it was quite deadly. It, um, it was, but not in a deadly, but in a in a kind of an unassuming way. Yeah, that's, that's my memory that's of what it. we said. Yeah, it was unassumingly deadly. That's my memory of yes. it. Yes. Um, Should we crack them open and I mean, you can give I us a bit should. of a... Yes. You can give um, the listener a whistle-stop tour of the bottle. Of the bottle, right. So start necking it. Yours. Right, so Red Horse Beer. Now, we've just been having a little discussion before coming on air that it's got a little bit of a, a communist look to it. Um I found this T-shirt online that looks very communistic. Um, and now looking at the bottle, it's got the same sort of typeface, really. But what I've found... In fact, no, I'll come to that in a minute. So a brown bottle. I mean, it's brown anyway. It's dark in here. With like a red sort of shiny foily. Uh, very Soviet-style, communist-style colours. Yeah. Even the yellowy sort of... Matte yellow. Background. But, yeah, is, is... like metallic red, but matte yellow. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Very Ivan Drago. Hmm. Um, and then, anyway, it's got a red horse on it, obviously, and a um, red horse shoe. Yeah. Interestingly, about the horse, um, some of the early bottles of um, when this was beginning to be brewed in the early 80s, um, some of the early ones have a smiling horse on them, um, and there are a few that are still knocking around at the moment. Uh, these are not ones I've checked before. This one's more it. kind of slack-jawed or sort of like... Yeah. Looking a bit like... Looking at me, mm. um, but if you were to get smiling one, it's very rare and therefore very valuable, and they are still knocking around in circulation um, because when they're brewing it, obviously you know they're better at recycling than we are because we're shit. Yeah, um, they're that good at it; they don't even recycle, uh, change the labels. So there's still some knocking around. Um, whether they make their way over here, I don't know. If they were to make their way here, obviously they wouldn't be going back to the Philippines, would they? Yeah, but the looks of this, obviously this is made out in the Philippines, but it's but we've had with this we've it's been exported and then it's been imported via Watford. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't think we're getting the smiley ones. Oriental Foods Limited, yeah. Um which brings me to the other point, it's brewed by San Miguel. Yeah. Um, it's brewed it is their premium lager. I mean, it has been brewed by Sam McGill since the beginning, early 80s. 
Interesting. Mm. So yeah, first set for me. Because it doesn't, it doesn't for me, it doesn't carry the hallmarks of, say, a San Miguel. It's more interesting. Obviously, the higher percentage does a lot to the flavour. You can taste the percentage, can't you? But it's not overbearing. It's not overpowering. It's not. It's not. It's not a punch in the face. No. It's more maybe a, a gentle slap. It has got a bit of a San Miguel feel to it, actually. I don't like flavour wise. Do you? Reckon. Yeah, I think it has. Yeah. Um, that'd go nice. Um, with some rice, like some sort of rice rice based meal, like paella, or are you thinking more? Yeah, like um, yeah paella. Yeah, a paella kind of thing. You know, sitting in. Um, Ibiza. I fancy this with a good with a curry, curry in a curry house. Curry. I know it's the Philippines, it's not exactly that neck of the woods, not but the curry cap- capital of the world. It's just a nice, it's just, it just feels like a beer that would complement that well. It's good, isn't it? I like it, yeah. If I remember rightly, because we had this, didn't we, on a train, it was a train <laughs> beer the first time we had it going to Manchester that mm. night where the, the pod was invented. It was indeed. And yeah. um, I remember, I remember quite enjoying it and being surprised that for a 7% beer it was a bit of trepidation but actually necked it pretty quick yeah we were on a time limit weren't we about it was. 35 minutes if I remember correctly but I did neck it a bit too fast because I had to break the seal yes for listeners who don't know what breaking the seal is it's when you're on a on a session the first you know the longer you can hold out for your first piss the better because once that seal is broken your second piss is never too far behind no and then it carries on all night then. and yeah generally yeah um, we went to watch the football that day, didn't we? Salford versus... It was like um, a non-league friendly, wasn't it? Well, it was Salford against... Salford had just been promoted. Yeah. What, was it Woking or someone like that? Mm, I want to say Stevenage. No, it wasn't Stevenage. I think it was Woking. Was it someone non-league then? Yeah. Mm. It was a non-league team. Mm, fair play. But anyway, by the by. Yeah. So, okay. First question. Hmm. Barbecue. Yes. Are you deploying it? Yes, I would. I, I think this would be a great barbecue beer, but... Good talking point. High percentage. Exactly. So it's not there for a session beer, because you'd be fucking hammered by the end of the night. But could could deliver some <clears throat> funny results for your guests. Very true, yeah. Um, and it probably wouldn't cost you much, because you wouldn't need to buy that many of them, because everyone would just be pissed after, like, three. Yeah, you could subtract one beer... Off of the average consumption of your barbecue guests. Yeah. Just based on percentage alone. I mean, so if we say Foster's is, I don't know, around, I guess, say 3.8, something like that, 4-ish. Yeah. I mean, you're talking pretty much double the strength of Foster's, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, say if you've, you know, you're starting to feel it after six Foster's, you're going to start to feel this after about three or four, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so, you know, people aren't going to last long. Especially lightweights. Yes, because you get though you tend to get those couple of people that that on a you know on a, on a hot day will get picked off by a beer like this. <laughs> yeah, that's won't, right. Won't, won't, picks on the weak. Won't it? last the pace. Yeah. Picks on the weak ones. Yeah. This, is, this is the sort of beer that would potentially show no mercy after about <laughs> three. Very very true. I um, really like it. I'm, I have to say, I actually I appreciate it more now being able to sit and drink it in this surrounding in your pub. Mm. than try and make it quickly on a train before we pulled in to, to pick a dish. I feel so we can appreciate it a bit more. Definitely, this. yeah. You know, now we're doing the podcast and we can talk our way through it. I feel that overall it gives us a better opportunity um, to appreciate it a bit better. Where'd you get the beer from, by the way? This was from Wing Yip, a, um oriental superstore in Manchester. Brilliant. How um, much was it a bottle? A couple of quid? 
under two quid. Under two quid. It was very cheap. I've just tried looking on their website, but I can't find it. Um, but yeah, it's the second time we've had it from there, so they obviously must still have it in stock. But it, it was only cheap. Generally, because we need to, we, a bit of admin on air, but we need to talk about our next festival. Festival? We did a festival last year, didn't we? Oh, Full yes, pot. we did. Beer yes. Fest. We had a beer festival. That was the beginning of you know the journey. That's where really. we, we got a lot of a lot of scratch map beers. Done we did day. indeed, yeah, yeah. We need to plan our second one. Obviously, everything needs to be extracurricular, or maybe doing some some redos of some stuff that maybe other people can try and sample. Yeah, something to think about. I mean, I have got some beers in stock at the moment that uh, we've done before, like the likes of Carib. I've got some of that in stock that yeah. I thought we were going to drink on air, but then we had it out in Manchester. And, you know, I've got a few sort of beers knocking around, so it would be nice to have a beer festival barbecue. So therefore, we could actually try our theory on dishing a few of these beers out and we could maybe have a special guest on air or something, you mm, know? Yeah, that's something to think about. Anyway, it is, yeah. Admin done. Right, so, barbecue, definite tick. Mm. Ambassador's reception. Do you think the ambassador in Monte Carlo yes, will deploy this beer? I do, it looks classy. See, I'm not so sure. The only reason why I say that is I think this is a working man's beer. Really? Yes, this is not a high society beer. Because it's extra strong. It's extra strong. And I like the, and the, the labelling. I, I mean, it's nice and simple, and it's quite. A, it's got a good look about it. But it doesn't. Nothing shouting premium about it. Things. It's very, very much a common man type do beer. Mm. I do, which I, I, I like about it. However, I don't think the ambassador. I think the ambassador would be a bit wary about serving a seven percent beer, because the last thing you want is some twat basically having too many and then knocking over the Frere Rocher tray. You know how long those pyramids take to put together on yeah, the trays? Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. Poor, poor waiter, wait, just bring them out. Some guy just barrels into them like... Rrr, rrr, rrr. I mean, you, you're open everywhere. unknowns there, aren't you, by feeding people 7% beer. Yeah. You're correct. I think the ambassador's going to be wary of that. That is very correct, um, Phil, yeah. Have you got anything, uh, anything any, any knowledge to hit me with? Uh, well, as I mentioned at the start, saying hello in Filipino is Campbell Star. Camel star. Camel star. So you can go around work tomorrow giving it the camel star to everyone. Camel star. Um, when you get into work, um, as can the listener. You yep. know, feel free, you can take that one. Right, now, did you know the world's largest pair of shoes as certified <laughs> by the Guinness World uh, Book of World Records is proudly made in Marikina, which is in the Philippines? <laughs> the, the pair Go on. measure 529, that's 5.29 metres long, um, and 2.37 metres width. Per shoe? Over the pair? The pair? Um, um, five, so what, the shoe is five metres long? It's five metres long, yeah. Why? Picture for you. I shall post this picture on. Oh, they're big, like work type shoes, they're aren't massive. they? They're like a big leather shoe. Oh, yeah. Brown. Oh, they are made of leather. And yes. they're actual leather as well. They are actual shoes. It is made of genuine leather, which took 77 days to finish. That cost a fortune. From August to October 2002. But why? This can be worn by a person with a height of 125 feet. They do, they do know that Gulliver's Travels was a story and not a documentary. Someone obviously didn't tell them, did they? Um, they can fit thirty normal-sized people inside. Um, you know, when like you go when you're a kid and you go and get shoes, you go to like Clark's, whatever. Yeah. And you do the thing where they like feel the 
end of your, of your toe. Yeah, yeah. And there's always like a bit of room there, and and, and you and you you know pants are cut. You'll grow into them. Yeah. That that shoe's taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> Even Peter Crouch doesn't need yeah. shoes that big, does he? Have a walk around in them. You do a bit of a walk around in them, don't you? And they do the thing where they they pinch the the top of your foot. <laughs> got room, got room to grow in them. They're displayed at the Marikina Riverbanks Mall, um, where they're joined by some other normal-sized shoes. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, if you're over in the Philippines, make your way over to the Marikina Riverbanks Mall, yeah. where you can view the um, Guinness World Record um, shoes. Incredible. The largest shoes in the world. So, there you go. Fun fact of the Philippines for you. Do you know any fa- famous Filipinos? I know, I know one. Go on. He's a belter as well. Go on. He's literally a belter. Manny Pacquiao. Good shout. Professional belter. <laughs> Very good shout there. He's so famous that he's um, over there that he's 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 effectively their. Um, isn't he like some a, a political leader there now or something? I don't know to be honest with you. Maybe he's not. Sorry, no, cause he's still fighting, isn't he? I think he's gonna. It's one of those where he's he's gonna basically. You know, like George Weah. Yeah. He's the president of Liberia now. <laughs> he's well known, so he's. Yeah, takes on the role. Yeah, so like basically, it. it's like if you're the most famous person, then you basically get the top job. It's a bit like Arnie, isn't it? Really, kind of. Except they didn't. He didn't get it in Austria. He got it over in the states. He did, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think Manny Pacquiao has got some kind of big role over there. I think he'll walk into. He'll, he'll be running that place. Although I think he's a bit controversial, isn't he? Because he he said some bad things about gay people. Um, right. Otherwise, seems an okay guy, but. A bit iffy when it comes to... So he wouldn't be buying one of them rainbow flags from your he stores would, then, would uh, I don't think you'd see him at a pride rally, no. Mm. But very good at fisticuffs. Mm. I've just had a look and there's there's no other famous Filipinos that I know of over here, so I think that's going to be the best one you can get. Leah Salonga. No. Is one that I've come really of. No. I See, I've heard the name, but I don't know who she is. No, not a clue. Um, so there you go, famous Filipinos done. Do we want to get to a rating, or do we do we feel? By the way, so percentage-wise, have we actually talked about the beer much? A little bit. Yeah, we have. We've, we've complimented it. We've said nice things about it. I think halfway down because I'm I'm about at this point. I'm I'm a little over halfway. It goes down easy, doesn't it? It goes down very easy for a seven percent, which is dangerous. Mm. Um, can you remember what we rated it last time we drank it? I think it was I well I think it was because um, I remember making a comment that it was um, a seven percent beer and I think it might have been a seven out of ten yeah and a point for each uh, percent, I think a point yeah, yeah I think did. that's how seven percent I think that's how we did it yeah we gave it a seven however do we want to do we want to do fingers or do we want to just carry the discussion on because my feeling is actually I'd bump this up a bit. Um, I agree. If we were to do fingers, should we discuss it? I think we don't do fingers. I think we're thinking along the same lines. I'm thinking an eight. I'm thinking eight too. Personally, because now I can sit and appreciate it more. Yeah, I feel like actually I appreciate the flavour a lot more. I've enjoyed it more. I can drink it at more of a leisurely pace. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like like if I'm in was it Wing Yip? Yes, Wing Yip. And I'm cruising down the aisles. I'm picking up like. Half a dozen bottles, of these, yeah. definitely. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. What on oh, the weekend? But what? What? I mean, a Saturday night beer, seven percent beer that you can just basically as a three thirty ml bottle. It's cheap, 
and what? it doesn't taste like fucking piss like special brew. Very fair point. This this is this is this conserves an amazing purpose. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do to test this theory out. When we do our beer festival, yeah, and we have the barbecue, um, maybe even um, Easter, you know, sort of time, depending mm. on the weather. We'll get a few people around, and I will go and pick a few of these up um, on my break at work one day, and we'll dish them out at the barbecue. Then we can find a whole load of more questions from that. Yeah. Um, and then we can test the theory on the barbecue Yes. side of things. Um, but personally, I think it deserves an extra mark. I really quite like this. Yes. It goes down very, very easy. It's definitely worth the upgrade on the first time we had it. It's, it's improved in Perhaps my, in it's my estimation. Yeah. It's dangerously good. It's edgy. Mm, it is, yeah. Red Horse Beer. Recommended from the Philippines. Very much so. 8 out of 10. What a, a really good beer to start the series. It isn't it, just? Yeah. It's setting a marker. It's setting a standard. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be that good. No. Well, I was expecting it to be okay. But actually, it's it's outperformed what I thought it was going to do. Yeah. Most definitely. Great stuff. And and again, pretty cheap to buy. If you happen to be sort of northwest area, to be honest, even I mean, even around sort of down south and stuff, there'll be Asian There are a few wing markets around there. It's oh, not just the Manchester one, it's there's a few over the country, yeah. And it does seem to be easy enough to get online as well. From Brilliant. what I've seen. So yeah. So Here yeah, we, we both recommend it. So thumbs up from both of us. If you want to get hammered especially. Definitely. We're we'll back shortly with our second beer. Welcome back. Right, beer number two. Um, it's got to follow Red Horse, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit worried for it. Um, and it is a beer we had once before, but I, it's it's so far back, I can barely remember it. And I think it was like midway into a session where we'd had four or five and I was getting a bit bloated. And this was also, um, before we started to appreciate the beers more, this was before the podcast It was existed, a couple of months even before we existed. Yeah, it was. As a podcast. So I think... It, we probably did it a bit of a dis, um, a disservice, a disservice. Yeah, in that that night we were just like hammering the beers, weren't we? Yeah, um, potentially. Yeah, potentially. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for this one coming out a second time round. I it want might, it to again, be better. Pleasantly surprised for his own benefit. Yes. So the beer is Keo from Cyprus, Mediterranean island. Um, now, uh, weirdly, um, this is um, actually at the moment readily available in the UK. I bought it from Morrison's. Three for five pounds, I think. They big are, chunky, yeah, yeah, big chunky bottle, six hundred and thirty mil. Um, I mean, presentation wise, um, it, it's a it's a big brown bottle, nice sort of yellow. Keo, like one sixty five a bottle. That's a bargain, really. Yeah, it's not too badly priced. Um, so again, if you're doing what we're doing, or just want to try it in general, mm. it's cheap and easy to get. Just pick it up in your local Morrison's. Um, yeah, so it's been brewed in Cyprus since nineteen fifty one. Not the oldest beer we've had, but still got a bit of pedigree. Um, design's nice and simple, really. I mean, it's it's is what it is. You'll it looks summery to me because it's yellow and you know got a bit yeah. of summer. But the Keo, the font looks a bit traditional. And obviously, for many people, this will be a holiday beer because obviously a lot of Brits yeah. um, frequent the island of Cyprus. So. Very fair point. Yeah, exactly. So um, this is potentially a beer that um, some of the listeners are familiar with, and you know, people that. Well travelled listeners among us who've been out there will have will have had. Um, so yeah, I've only had this once before. As I say, I don't remember it very well. Um, do you want to just crack it open and we'll Should just we, uh, we'll just start drinking it? Come with it. Yeah, I've just been looking at the, uh, the review. What we did before we started. Um, it's a nice 
cap, by the way. It is, yeah. I quite like that. We've only got one bottle to share, so I'm just going to pour a bit. Yeah, but it's massive. Um, so, yeah, before we started doing the podcast, we were drinking away through the beers, and then we'd put a review on our own personal Facebook, wouldn't we? And then we did. Only a short one, you know, just with for our own benefit, really, with a, a little bit of a, a note and um, the rating that we gave at the time. And I had a reply on there from one of my ex-colleagues who said, his words were, yuck, hates the stuff. Mm. Um, I think he's been to Cyprus a few times on lads, lads, all of his, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he hates the stuff. I don't think he's much of a lager fan. Um, it's four and a half percent, so it, it's kind of... Um, that's a good percentage. It's Well, it's, it's, it's kind of an all-inclusive percentage, isn't it, almost? It's kind of a um, relatively middle of the road. Yeah. Not the... One of the, not the weakest we've had, but mm. again, not particularly strong either. Oh, it's definitely got flavour to it. It's a bit sour. Yeah, now, I think the reason for that... Um, so, so, first of all, so a bit on this beer, before I get into stuff about Cyprus. So a bit on the beer. <coughs> so, Brut, it's 1951. Still make it today to the exact same recipe they did back then. Good. They just basically, according to the website, they upgraded some of the machinery and stuff and, and bits and pieces. But the actual process and, and the recipe is the same, same as the 50s. That's good. Now, the, now, a lot of beers, the actual to, to make the beer, they actually got um, Czech brewmasters to design the beer. Right. So it's a Pilsner style. Obviously, the Czechs gave us the Pilsner. So um, that's why when you taste it, you might sort of find some similarities with Pilsners or the kind of thing so it's probably up your street because you like mm, a Pilsner I do indeed yeah. so it's brewed in the style of a Pilsner and created so these, these Czech brewmasters came over and, and basically helped them out and created the, the recipe and, and all that sort of stuff it's like a perfect kind of Pilsner yeah and they've kept at it ever since and obviously brewed it brewed it within Cyprus it's their main national beer it's the only um, it's the only of its type I think that, that's brewed in, in Cyprus so it's pretty much all funneled into this and nothing else mm. Got a bit of good pedigree as well. Go on. So, um, what was the last world sort of champion beer that we had? Um, it was back in series. Oh, like the official. Yeah, there was one that, that won an award, didn't it? Jewel Brew won some awards. Jewel didn't Brew. It? Was it Jewel Brew? Um, or Superbock? No. No, we haven't. We didn't no, do that, did we? Superbock. Um, Jewel Brew. Jewel. I mean, they've, they've all made some awards up, haven't they? Yeah. Well, there this was one particular one, quite recently, actually. That's what I'm thinking of. There was, was one a, that was like, got a gold medal at something. There was, yeah. Dortmunder. It was a Dortmunder style mm. beer. Anyway, while you're thinking that up. Um, yeah, so this, in 1987, won a gold award for a lager, uh, a bottled lager. Yeah. So in 1987, this was. Um, the Brewing Industry Awards, International Awards. This 1987. was 1987. In 1987, this was the was. best bottled lager in the world. But bear in mind that's obviously over 30 years ago now. And that's not like some bullshit they've made up. That's a proper yeah yeah. Like it's a proper legit legit award that it won. Fair enough. And it's and effectively it's the same beer. It's the same recipe, so it's still a world champion beer. Now, does it taste that way to you? Do you know what? It tastes different to me. And I kind of like it. I wouldn't say it's not really up the Steigl Street. You know, it's not, I'm not going to give it a 10, don't get me wrong. No. But it's different. And I like that about it. It is different. That's what I've, I've come to appreciate with this. I think one of the quirks of its taste, and this apparently comes down to it, they big up the, the strong hygiene standards of their brewery and what have you. 
but the beer is unpasteurized. Oh. So um, when they pasteurize the beer, they basically they warm it basically to kind of clean it up. Right. However, they they're so confident in the way that it's filtered and the way that it's brewed, they don't need to pasteurize it. So it's actually bottled unpasteurized. Right. That's a bit odd. Which I guess they're able to do that because it's a, a Cypriot beer made in Cyprus and exported, and that's it. It's not. It's not like a San Miguel where it's like we brew it here, we brew it there, and whatever else. Mm. It's it is its own thing. But you wouldn't think that countries like the UK would want to have an unpasteurized beer imported, well, really, would you? Um, it's kind of it, supposedly it's kind of impure really isn't it well yeah they say that but then things like um, going back to Pilsners um, you get um, like Pilsner Urquil for example which is a famous mm, Czech Pilsner yeah you can get that in somewhere like Albert Schloss yeah, Manchester in the big vats in the big vats mm. the idea of having that is it's supposed to be a fresher pint and it's unpasteurised because it's in the tank right so so even this bottle stuff is unpasteurised yes which I no, think is, is interesting. Which is, I think, is going to be quite rare from a lot of the beers that we drink from the bucket list, which puts it um, potentially uh, sets it aside from it's some its own kind of world. There, really, yeah. From from what you'd assume, anyway. Now, personally, I don't think it does much in terms of my opinion of how it tastes, but I appreciate that it. No, makes I mean, it a I wouldn't different. have known that. No. We didn't know that last time we drank it. No, um, we didn't. but to me, it's got a really, it's, it's got an odd taste to it. I mean, it's not bad. It's not dreadful. I mean, that's some actual quality beer content there. We've actually discussed the actual making of the beer and a bit of actual beer talk. Yeah. That's important. So I'm going to take that and then dive, divert away um, and get back to the kind of shit we normally do. So, Cyprus. Tourist hotspot, beautiful Mediterranean island. However, the best spot on the island, well, they say, you can't visit. Why? So there's a um, so Famagusta is one of the main sort of areas, biggest really areas in, yep. in Cyprus. Obviously, the capital is Nicosia, whatever. But anyway, Famagusta, which is on the sort of eastern northeastern side of the island, um, there's a there's a bit of it called Verosha. Now Verosha is like the French Riviera of Cyprus. They say it's like beautiful, gorgeous. Um, back in like the sixties and stuff, all your big celebs would go there. It was like right. the place to be. Okay. Anyway, some point in the 70s, um, a bit of a beef developed, um, and Turkey ended up invading. So Turkey in the early to mid-70s basically came over, there was a bit of a ruckus, and essentially, ever since then, the country is kind of split. Is this the bit that's fenced off? Yes. I've seen pictures of this yeah. online. So basically, you have this divide, this, this, um, this green line, if you like they call it. <laughs> Which actually goes right through the capital, the Koja. So really? you have basic Greek Cyprus and Turkish Cyprus. So you have two two Cypresses. Right. Cypri, whatever. Um, so yeah, Verosha was this beautiful tourist destination that just happened to get caught up in this this um, this this war, and um, and the Turks basically fenced it off. Put you know. A, a military a military zone around it and basically you can't go there you they go still there. guard it as well don't they yes however um, there was a project that uh, going back about five six years there was a project to kind of turn it into like an eco city and to kind of revive it I don't think that really got off the ground 
However, there is talk they want to basically reopen it to tourism and kind of re regenerate it and, and because it'd be a big money spinner. However, it obviously falls into the Turkish side. Mm. So I think there's still some potential a lot of ground to cover in terms of responsibility and, mm. and it's still a bit of a I mean, Greta Thunberg would like it because you'd be, you know, reusing old stuff, wouldn't you? Well, that's if they if they make it into the eco city thing. Mm. They might not. They might just decide yeah. to turn into a big fucking Butlins for all we know. Um, mm. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. interesting this is this is gassier. Yeah. This is gassier. It's definitely gassier, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely. You can tell this is a holiday beer. Yeah, albeit with more of a distinctive flavour than your typical. Most definitely, yeah. I could picture myself drinking it on a beach. Um, several of them. On the all-inclusive. Yes. With Vanessa Felt sitting next to me. Yeah. Um, and her husband out of the fats and small. Ben, whatever his name was. That's him. Sitting on the beach, just chilling yeah. with a Keo. I can imagine it. Yeah. Um, do, you on think the got, do you think she gets her upgrade in Cyprus? Um, I think her chances are probably slimmer than they were in Malta. Yeah, probably. Mm. Um, but I could just imagine her saying, look, Ben... Go to the bar for me. I can't yeah. be asked getting off my some lounger. You go and do it because you're fitter than me. Yes. Go and get me a Keo. Yeah. He comes back with his little plastic half pint glass of Keo. <laughs> it lasts about 10 minutes and then he's back off again to go and get another. And he's off again, yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Oh, Ben gets another Keo, I'm parched! <laughs> That's not what she sounds like at all. No, she's a cockney, isn't she? Uh, I've no idea where she's from. She's probably from like. I don't think she's a. a Reading or something. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, where was I? By the way, for, if you don't know what we're talking about, you need to go back to episode four of series one. Yes. Plug for that. Best Felt's goes all inclusive. Anyway, carrying on. So, um, famous Cypriot. Yes. Now, uh, I have... Um, well, this is one of those that you might say is a stretch. However, supposedly, um, if you go back to ancient times... So we're talking like ancient, you know, Greece and whatever, all that. Yeah. Aphrodite, the goddess of love, was born in Cyprus. Wow. Yes. What a claim to fame Cyprus has got there. Yeah. Bollocks to your Valentines. I know. The goddess Cyprus of love is the place to go. Cy- Cyprus is 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 literally Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get into Caroline Flack. No, God rest her soul. Yes. Um. Well, that'll be old hat by now because I mean this is that was yeah, but this is months ago. ago now. We'll be on another celebrity death by the time this goes. Oh on, yeah, won't we? yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting on my Deadpool, by the way, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah, he's still as, as of as of recording, he's still ticking on. How old is he? Seventies, late eighties. Is he? Oh wow! Oh, yeah, he's so getting he's getting into, on then, isn't he? He's right in that zone. He's getting into that sweet spot now. So, right? I I see him as pretty strong, but he is getting on. Uh, he was quite frail. Last time I saw him on telly, he was like some tennis or something. He was really frail. Yeah. Anyway. I, I'll tell you mine's going to be. My Go next one. David Jason. Yeah. I, I don't want him to National die. National treasure. That's going to be I, a big I one. I really don't... I don't like looking at him getting on. I don't want I Sean really Connery don't. to die, but I just I just feel like he's yeah. he's going to be the next big he's one. He's next. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of these celebrities that, that have died. For me, the young ones don't count in the Deadpool because you can't see Caroline Flack coming. No, can't see that coming. you can't. You can't negotiate that one, can you? But um, a lot of these celebrities that have died, it just doesn't interest me. I don't care. I'm not into that sort of culture. But David Jason, I like I like his work. Yeah. He's played quite a big part in my upbringing. Yeah. Um, 
and I, he just looks old, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, like, he had a kid at like 82, so he's going to... I mean, he's got... Really? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's got a kid that's probably in primary school. Wow. As of, as of now. Yeah. And I thought Boris Johnson was older, 55 oh, no, to be no, no. kid. Still lend the pencil. Mm. Still lend the Jason pencil. Right, Goddess of Love. Yes. This got me thinking. So how... You go back to like ancient times or the way that the way that they're written about or whatever. How are like gods and goddesses? Because they have like assigned responsibilities. How is that decided? So when Aphrodite's born in Cyprus, who makes her the goddess of love? Does she get to talking age and decide from now on I want you to call me the goddess of love? Or is it assigned to her from birth by somebody else? Is it a bit like Do you reckon she's like born into it, like we have the royal family? Well, maybe, because do you have, like, you have gods and goddesses, but is there one that, like, oversees all of that? Like, the the god. The god of gods. God of gods, who oversees all that. And does he kind of dish them out a bit like jobs in, like, you know, like, cabinet and government? Yeah. So he's, like, goddess of transport, goddess of... That's a bit of a reshuffle every few years. Yeah, yeah. goddess of culture. God of sport, all this sort of stuff. Um, th- how does that get decided? Mm, I don't know. Something to think about. Interesting point, that is. Something to ponder. Yes. Um, okay, I have one more story to say about this beer, and it's about the beer directly. Go on. So this beer got into um, some controversy about 10 years ago. Ooh. But it wasn't the beer itself. It was how the beer was utilised. So... Kio, this beer, the majority shareholder, the primary one of the primary shareholders of this beer, is the Church of Cyprus. So they have a twenty percent stake in this beer. So they're very, very How does that work? I, I have no idea. But they're very obviously very, very protective of the image of the beer. Anyway, in two thousand and ten, uh, it came to light that this beer had appeared in a um, American porn film. <laughs> and, uh, and once they got wind of it, they were not happy. Um, to the point where they basically wanted to get the, um, the beer and the reference to it taken out of the film. Because, um, and, and supposedly, I, I, I apologise to, to yourself and to the listener for not having the name of the film. I did try and research it. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, well, you were at um, work at the time. Yeah, I was, and uh, yeah, you know, and obviously, in the name of, of research and professionalism for the pod, you know, ideally, I'd want to be able to find out the name of it to to see it for myself to verify yeah, that it's true. It, yeah. Of course, because you know, I'm very diligent. Unfortunately, not. However, you don't want to be doing fake news, do you? No. However, I did manage to get this bit of blurb that I'll just read now. So. Um, I took this from a from a website that explained, uh, and I think they were quite sparing. They didn't go into too much detail. Anyway, so the graphic scenes reveal a man and a woman in a tavern. So apparently this is in New York. A tavern in New York, briefly discussing the beer and its Greek origin, from Cyprus, before having intercourse. One scene <laughs> shows the actress intercourse. One scene shows the actress pouring the beer into her co-star's mouth from a bottle clasped in her cleavage. Now that's an impressive thought, and that's all enduring image, uh, and that's that's all I have. Um, wow. So, first of all, because obviously your mind is racing, so I'm thinking. I'm not. I'm not just talking about a bottle of Keogh squeezed between this woman's tits. I'm thinking more about. Um, I am. 
the ch- <laughs> the Church of Cyprus. The Church of Cyprus. Obviously, some at some point, someone's flagged this up to the Church of Cyprus. Now, do you think it was someone within the Church of Cyprus? He's basically said, Cardinal, Cardinal, you wouldn't believe. Or maybe they're not cardinals. I don't know. It's not. It's probably not Catholic. Anyway, this this beer is like cropped up in this porn film, and the and the guys that turn around and go, "Wow, well, do you know that?" Uh, someone told me. <laughs> do you not think he was just cruising through and whatever and just found upon it and was like, shit, that's, that's our beer. I better tell the boss. Uh, and also, like, bear in mind, because you're always like, when you watch like, when you get like these sort of porn film stuff, you get that sort of preamble, don't you, where they have to have a, the, you have to have some sort of scenario where they're able to talk or meet before they, before they fuck. <laughs> How fucking dry must that conversation be? Where he's like two people at a bar, and he's like, uh, she's like, oh, I see you're drinking uh, Keo. Yes, well, uh, it has its origins within uh, ancient Greece. Started in 1951, and it's unpasteurized, don't you? Yes, know? this was a uh, got a gold medal at the uh, Brewing Industry International Awards in uh, yeah. 1987 for a uh, best bottled lager, and. Um, yeah, because you have the you have the transition, don't you? you? Have the transition from that to then the fuck. So how does he go from how do they go from that to the transition of shagging? Well, that's when she put it in a tits. And do you think he's like? I presume this, this is what I'm. I bet that bottle would fit great between yeah. my tits, and I was like, uh, yeah, give it a try then. Yeah, and then it's like cut to, <laughs> and then and then they're going at it. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Just to find out how they how they incorporate the beer into the you know <laughs> the story. Yeah, not just for like the you know the chesticles, but for the you know, the. <laughs> I'd like to know how that beer was was woven into the fabric of that beautiful story. So if any listeners story. can help us out with that, with the link to that story. If, if anyone knows, know. yeah, if anyone knows what it was called, we'd, we'd love to know. If anyone from Cyprus who has a interest in um, <laughs> world class lager related porn. Speaking um, of which, ambassadors ambassadors reception. No, for Keo. No, no, no. And I, and I wouldn't it, for the barbecue. Is it too loose. Yeah, and I wouldn't for the barbecue either. Really? Yeah. Not even in the summer. World Cup this summer. Yeah, but there's, Keo is on the there's, there's just other beers. Like we've had a beer directly before this that I would drink any any time over this. I mean, this is fine. I know we barely talked about it. It tastes fine. It's pretty. I've got a celebrity that lives in Cyprus for you. He's not Cypriot. Although he has Cypriot, well, Greek sort of. My, bo- my boss is Cypriot, part Cypriot. Is he really? Does he drink it? I've no idea. Maybe I'll ask him at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Peter Andre lives in Cyprus. Um, do you think he uh, he drinks Keo at home? Goes down the spa shop for a pizza and you know half a dozen Keo. Um, no, I think Peter Andre would be. So if Peter Andre's in Morrison's and Keo's there. I don't think he's seeking it out. I think what he's doing, he's doing the, he's doing like a deal where it's like a pizza and a beer, and he'll just have like a San Miguel or something. I think. But going back to what we were just discussing, when he was with um, Katie Fry's yeah. Jordan, that would fit quite well with the story that you've just been telling me. Yeah, although it would depend, I suppose, on the size of her tits in terms of how well the bottle would fit there. Because so what year we're talking about? She's often between sizes, yeah. isn't she? Yes, reduced, enlarged. Yeah, um, we discussed that before, didn't we? Was that the Caribbean Kate special? Ross. It could have been. <laughs> oh, it was, wasn't it? Stephen Carroll, Squirrel Plastering. 
Well, now he's getting on. I messaged him and didn't get a reply. Did you not? No. Bastard. I hope he's alright, actually. Yeah. I mean, we'll he's doing another Manchester he, night. He's fallen on hard times. Find out, yeah. I, I genuinely hope he's alright. Um, where was I? I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah. You know, he said Peter Andre. Yes. Now, I know we probably shouldn't bring up social media stuff and current affairs because um, at the time of recording it, we're way off releasing it. But um, there was a thing on social media today. Peter Andre was doing an event uh, in Southampton and they had to have a, a notice for their for, for people basically to um, they weren't permitted from touching Peter Andre or taking selfies with him as a result of the coronavirus <laughs> so Excellent. basically it was like Peter Andre's like I'll do the gig but listen I'm a bit worried about this coronavirus stuff yeah. you need to you need to make sure that you know don't so, want to be taking that back to so the people of the venue have gone to great lengths to protect Peter Andre where was that at? Somewhere in Southampton, I think. I can't remember where it was. Excellent. It's on social media now. By the time, obviously, you're listening to this... He might be dead. He might be dead. Yeah. Yeah. I did say it'd be hilarious if you got it. It'd be one of the funniest celebrities to get it, wouldn't he? He would, really, yeah. He would. Yeah. If you could pick a top five people you want to get coronavirus, that would just be funny. <laughs> you're not a fan of Peter Andre. I don't, I don't actively dislike him, um, but I don't really like him either. I just find him... He's one of those celebrities that's easy to poke fun at, isn't it? And he puts himself out there because he's basically now he's just professionally famous. He's not he's not got any discernible talent now. He's just professionally famous. Cypriots, right? I've got another one for you. Mm. Um, off, I think it was Britain's Got Talent. Now I don't really watch it. Um, years ago, Cypriot. Um, oh, is origins. This Stavros Flatley. Stavros Flatley. Are they from Cyprus? Yeah, he's got a map of Cyprus on oh, his chest. I fucking love them. They were great, weren't they? They were great. Do you know what? I tried to get them in um, the college that I used to work at, the Summer Ball. Yeah. They do like appearances and they do the yeah. dance and all that shit. I tried to get them in one year, but we couldn't afford them. I'd love to meet them. Um, but the kids like were growing up now. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were on, they did like a best of Britain's Got Talent thing, didn't they? Yeah. Then they were on it. Still got it. Um, so yeah, Cypriot Origins. Um, but it goes back to the same, same point as Peter Andre. They're a bit irritated. Now, our local chip shop is run by Cypriot yep. originating people. They're also quite irritating. So we're getting a bit of an irri- a sort of irritating theme here. Cypriots seem to be quite irritating. Well, I certainly won't say anything negative about my millionaire boss. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Um, you never know who's listening. You don't know who's listening. No. Um, I think we should rate it, though. Yeah, let's rate it. Right, now... Last time we drank this, yes. we gave it a 5 out of 10. You know what? I mean, it, for me... Are we going to do fingers or are we just going to... What are your thoughts? How do you feel about I'm it? I'm thinking, personally, a 6. I, I was think it's say, a little bit better than a 5. I would say I would say a 6. It's not any better than a 6, though. It's not, it's not, it's not really in my kind of sweet spot in terms of what I like no. it's however isn't it? it's it is a little bit different I'm not a huge fan of the aftertaste however um, I can appreciate some of the craft that's gone into it and it's not horrendous no. I just wouldn't really be that bothered about drinking it again no. but it's not a terrible beer by any means it's just, if you're going to try unpasteurised milk or unpasteurised lager I'd go with the lager no, put it oh yeah way. god I, I mean I'm you know I mean? yeah god you ever drank thick milk no I've like, not I might have to give it a go my I had an aunt used to get um you know like gold top whatever it was yeah yeah like gold top the stuff it used to have like a layer With of cream film on the top yeah yeah layer of cream on the top it's of the milk fucking rank <laughs> no semi skimmed or I don't want to know 
Right. And on that note, <laughs> at FTLOE Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, so the second series has begun. We're off and running. We are off and running. Um, we'll be back. We've probably got many beers to go. Yeah, we've we got have some in stock. We're we're cracking on very well at the moment. Yeah. With trying to source some more. Yeah. Um, but we're really starting to struggle. So if you do know of any of the others, we we're putting out a beer appeal at the moment. We are. Um, please help us out. Yes, we please do. And, and also get in touch with us. Um, uh, email us your feedback as well. For the love of beer pod at gmail.com. I fucked that up at the end of the last series because I got the email address wrong. Which <laughs> probably be why we've not had a lot of correspondence. Because I gave them the wrong address. Excellent. Yeah, for the love of beer pod at gmail.com. Excellent. Follow us on the socials. Give us good reviews on, on Apple, please, yes. Um, yes. because that gets us more attention. Um, and yeah, great to be back. Here's to the next however many episodes and the next however many beers. Yeah, who knows? Ta-ra! All I wanna do is drink beer for breakfast.